Breaking It Down with Frank McKay. This is 1039 LI News Radio. I'd like to welcome everyone back to Breaking It Down. Frank McKay here, and with our continuation and our discussion of Lisk, the Long Island serial killers. And I, I always put an S at the end of that because I believe it's more than one. And who better to talk Lisk with than one of the men that is uh, instrumental in bringing attention back to Lisk. It has been ignored for years and years. And in 10 years, all we got was a belt, a silly belt. And Tim Sinney was planning on ignoring it again. We started a series and, and Jay Oliver, uh, the face of the franchise for Long Island uh, News Radio, LI News Radio, uh, is here and he's never stopped talking about lists, never stopped asking questions about it. And who better to bring on than, than Jay Oliver? Jay, how are you? Great to be with you, Frank. You're right. We never stop talking about it. It's our job, you know. Uh, we preside over the Long Island region, and in particular, uh, when it comes to this particular situation, it's an obligation. <coughs> Excuse me. It's an obligation that we have to keep discussing this because, you know, if we don't, if you don't, if I don't, uh, guess what? And people forget about this. We can never forget for the sake of the families that are still grieving and trying to find finality in all of this. With that, the arrest, hopefully one day, Frank, of those who committed these heinous acts. Well, I just mentioned in my monologue that all my, not all my contacts, but many of my contacts that are still on the job, wonderful folks on the police force and, and just recently t retired uh, or, or in some, you know, further along than recently retired, uh, are saying that Tim Sinney is dead set on making an arrest in Lisk. And by the way, there is no there is no way in the world that this would be happening without you, me, LI News Radio. Uh, Tim Sinney is uh, is is attempting to make an arrest to help himself get reelected. I don't know that it'll help, but I'm absolutely thrilled that there's any movement whatsoever on Lisk. And and if he's going to do it, uh, Tim, do it and make it a good one. Well, look, I mean, if anyone. Who had just heard what Frank said and take it with a grain, one can only think, okay, so we got an election up here. We got a re-election uh, for a district attorney who's trying to make some headlines, who's behind uh, as far as all the numbers are dictating that as far as November 2nd is concerned. So you hope it's not one of these scripted events uh, just to gather a headline and maybe, you know, catapult yourself uh, into the DAC for another term. You know, you hope that the uh, investigations have been ongoing, uh, have been uh, certainly uh, practical in nature, uh, staunch in nature, as trying to uh, carve out uh, some very tough inroads leading to what, have ha what has happened uh, going way back in time here. You know, you hope that it's a legitimate type of situation. Uh, listen, I'll be the first to applaud once we have an individual or individuals uh, in play as far as who did this crime. Uh, so in essence, if that's the case, 
great. If it's just to grab a headline and throw a name out there, well, that's where you know you're going to have some pushback, at least from me. Yeah, well, no, no, no doubt about that. And unfortunately, I, I think, and I have the person's name, and you, I'm, I'm pretty sure you know the person's name that is being talked about. I've never heard of him, or I've heard of him early on, and, um, and it was just dismissed. One of the things that I've always said, and I, I, I'm sure you would agree, and anybody that follows this would agree, that. Anybody that is Lisk, anyone that is the Long Island serial killer, is connected to uh, serious law, law enforcement, connected to Spoda, connected to Burke, connected to Ballone, Strickoff, Cine. There, there's some connection there because if there wasn't, these people would be behind bars as we speak, and they wouldn't. They wouldn't have been a cover up. There wouldn't have been a uh, a long wait. We wouldn't have been shown a belt and asked uh, asked to uh, identify Joe Public. Jo uh, Joe and Joan Public were asked to identify two initials. I mean, ridiculous, uh, Jay. But anybody that's that's arrested for Lisk better be connected to these people, or it's BS. Well, that's what I'm saying. You know, I mean, there can't be any skepticism here. Uh, listen, we all know what happens, right, with elections and people who are trying to either keep their seat or vie for a seat. And this is a very special seat. I mean, let's face it. A district attorney's post in this particular area of New York, Long Island, Suffolk County is a massive post, especially with all that the county has been through. I mean, look, Tom Spoda is about to get his sentence in play as far as what happens in the next couple of weeks. Uh, and, and that is the case. You know, he's going to be going to jail uh, pending an appeal, of course. So in and a sentence, by the way, handed down, but, you know, obviously an appeal and everything else in play here. But the point is that you hope again that things are on the up and up and we're not just trying to grab that headline in order to get reelected. You hope the due diligence has been put in play by all here in trying to capture these individuals. And I agree with you. I think it's more than one. I really do. I, I don't see how it could be one based on logistics and everything else. But with that being said, you know, there's always a greatest soul here. You got to take things. Okay. So it's very close to the election. You and I are speaking right now. We're five weeks exactly from today. Believe it or not, folks, five weeks, 35 days to an election. That being said, one who's trying to get to that finish line and make a headline and a big splash, one who's behind in the polls that we might add, as is the incumbent. we got to be very careful here as far as how everything has gone about and the revelation of that name went in play. Yeah, no, no. No doubt about it. Frank McKay here. You're hearing the voice of Jay Oliver, the face of the franchise for LI News Radio. Uh, and LI in the AM is uh, where you can hear him every weekday. And he's just absolutely terrific. And then later, later in the day, you could hear LI in the PM and, and uh, hear some follow up and some, uh, some encores of what you might have missed. But Frank McKay here with Jay Oliver. Uh, Jay, yeah, I mean, you're hitting it on the head. Headlines is, uh, is is basically what uh, what Tim Sinney has been good at. He's been good at getting headlines. The only thing is, as you look and you start looking at his numbers, uh, he basically it, his name recognition is in about thirty six percent, and ten percent of those people don't like him. Ten percent of the people who like so all of this headline grabbing 
that they did with Justin Myers and and all of that, all of this BS headline, uh, it only got them to to thirty six percent recognition, and you've you've got to look at the residual effect of what's happened underneath. By the way, he he meaning Tim Sinney, um, promoted himself as the man who took down MS-13, of course, two weeks after he sent out a mailer on taxpayer money, I believe, is the, uh, is, is the most ridiculous thing in the world. Two weeks later, a very tragic thing happened. That shooting in Central Islip happened, and it was MS-13 who, who did it. It was almost uh, you know, to announce, hey, look, we're, we're still here. MS-13 is fully operational, as are uh, all of the gangs that are there. Tim Sinney made arrest on MS-13, but no murder convictions, no murder, uh, no manslaughter convictions, no serious um, felonies taken. I, basically, I, I said he should change his label to the man who slightly inconvenienced MS-13, not the man who took down MS-13, the man who slightly inconvenienced MS-13. They're fully operational as they are today. The guy running against him, Ray Tierney, is somebody who's put... Uh, folks from MS-13 away on violent crimes and, and whatever, and he would never say the man who took down MS-13. It's ridiculous to say we got to get away from this kind of nonsense, this kind of this kind of uh, hyperbole and everything else that's going. So if if he's going to make a play at LISC, uh, get him now. Don't wait two weeks before the election so nobody could examine it. And uh, and again, if he's doing it just for a quick headline or to try to reelect himself, shame on Tim Sinney. Your thoughts on all of that? Well, yeah, there's a lot there. Uh, you know, listen, uh, if you're gonna. Uh, had your picture on the front page of Newsday uh, with a police helicopter and canines and everything else and pretty much stating the case that you've eradicated uh, one of the most notorious gangs in the history of Long Island. Be very careful. Be very careful what you wish for. Okay. Uh, you might have impeded them momentarily, but you did not eradicate. And when that came out, he was criticized because of arrests being made and whatnot. But remember now, this is a conglomeration of an effort here of that of many a task force, many an individual, many an agency involved in trying to stop the gang, including the former president, by the way, who made a couple of trips trying to Long Island. He right, sat on right. panels. Uh, he flew into MacArthur Airport and sat on panels with former Congressman Peter King and company. I remember specifically heading to Beth Page a couple of times, uh, along with Jeff Sessions, who was the, then attorney general, in trying to put forth a plan. They had a good plan. you know. And there was a little bit of a cease and desist there as far as the activity and everything else. Now, with that being said, you, know, you can certainly look at what's happening right now at our border crisis, and it's a crisis, uh, in the fact that we are letting individuals come through like Swiss cheats. And I always used to have conversations with Congressman King regarding other company miners, which is still a massive problem right now. Those individuals coming across, uh, those are that are of the age of 17 or under. Uh, and guess what? They're not coming here to develop a trade. A lot of them come here to join a family, a gang family, and training and everything else to be in place 
a roof over their heads and everything else so that they can create havoc. I mean, let's let's call it as it is. So we got to be very careful if we're going to claim eradication of the MS-13 gang as D.A. Sini did at one point in time. Got very heavy, heavy criticism. Tim Sini's gone down a couple of notches. So he's got to be careful, and that's indicated by the numbers, as you, as you stated, at 36%, give or take. Uh, even the faux pas recently of drug dealers in Suffolk County, especially in the East End, Frank, where we had nine overdoses and six deaths. And some of those deaths could have been averted, if not for one more indictment of that individual, that being Justin K. Smith, who had two felonies already in play, and a third one would have cemented his place behind bars for life. Instead, not the case, Smith let out on the street only to create his heinous acts all over again, thus taking part in a dealing ring with fentanyl involved and deaths ensuing. So there was a lot of press on that. Ray Tierney, the opponent, got in on that in pretty good fashion, in my estimation. And a lot of people have taken notice. At this point in time, you're looking at a so-called Hail Mary, as you have stated, as far as the risk situation is concerned. If you have an arrest, that would make headlines. And pretty much, you know, it would catapult him with points. He needs it right now. It's kind of a desperation throw. You know, you're down by 14 with two and a half to play in a game. What do you do? You got to score. How do you score? You throw a name out there regarding the Long Island serial killer. If you're just joining us or you're just turning on your radio a little late, Frank McKay here. Much more importantly, Jay Oliver is our very special guest. You're listening to our LISC dialogue, our weekly LISC show. And part of our second LISC series and ever since we've been doing this and and again uh, Jay and Tom Shalero who you could hear his show Your Island with Tom Shalero right before this show uh, when you are hearing um, any talk on LISC on radio uh, it's all coming from from this station and and the three of us uh, you're not hearing much from Newsday Unfortunately, you don't see too much on Newsday. Uh, we've never heard anything from Steve Ballone. We've been Googling Steve Ballone for uh, for the longest time, trying to figure out any quotes on on Gilgo or on uh, on Lisk, and we just can't find anything on him. Uh, now, uh, let me let me bring up Gabby Petito uh, again. Our thoughts and prayers. Uh, with this young woman who lost her life and her family, of course, who have lost uh, a 22-year-old daughter. And as parents, I, I mean, it's the nightmare of nightmares. And uh, again, our prayers are with that family and the loved ones there. The country's reaction and outrage is appropriate for someone losing their life to violence. Now, that being said, that being said, there are 10 to 16 people that are killed uh, having to do with the with Lisk, the Long Island serial killing. And if you uh, if you think about it, the majority of them are young women. The difference were is that they were they were sex workers and they weren't Marsha Jan and Cindy. And they're not the Brady girls. And people were less outraged. But that allowed 
characters like Steve Ballone and, and Jimmy Burke, and this is me saying it, it's not the station, it's not Jay Oliver, but I say it all the time, to cover up this situation. If this was a the deaths of folks that were more like, like Gabby, who we just lost, Gabby Petito, tragically lost, there would be no cover-up. There would be people screaming. There would be national attention. Everything would be here. But as far as uh, Long Island serial killing, Jay, uh, yeah, respond to that if you would. Yeah, I mean, listen, the Gabby Petito case is as as, dem as demoralizing as, as you could get. Uh, homegrown girl here on the island, Frank. Dubbed America's Girl. I had a vigil last week uh, in Northport, Florida. That's in the Sarasota area. Uh, a woman who was so young and so beautiful in so many ways uh, and really created a buzz, not here, not only here locally, but obviously around the country, uh, quitting her job as a nutritionist, uh, being a travel vlogger, and really noting some of the beautiful places around this country that so many young people. Uh, kind of took to in social media. Uh, and this has become a national story, you know, as I've stated on my program a couple of times, because people have been asking me, uh, most notably, why, why so prominent? And I said, well, because it, it kind of has all that I just described as well as a little bit of a, an OJ Simpson mystery behind it from the mid nineties. If uh, people remember, uh, you know, and it's captured the nation It's captured, uh, every city in America, as far as lead stories, certainly on the world news situation at night with all the major networks. Uh, but I think the thing that a lot of people forget about, and you brought it up uh, in fine fashion, is the fact that so many uh, become missing individuals and more, more accentuated in the fact of women. Uh, whatever the occupation they might have been in, good, bad, and different, uh, who have been harmed, who have been kidnapped, who have been mutilated, who have been in some way distraught their families over their situations in life. And we can never forget enough as far as trying to somehow salvage the fact that it's not only about Gabriel Petito, but it's about women in general. It's about people in general. And we've got to do a better job as far as everything involved here, not only in the investigative process, but somehow shining a light on these young ladies and somehow giving them some hope. Those who are not in a spot of trying to further themselves in a positive way, but somehow create an agenda where we keep discussing this. Because that's the only way we can somehow shed more light in a positive way is through the communications process, Frank. Yeah, no question. Jay Oliver is the voice you're hearing. Frank McKay here with Breaking It Down and, uh, and our LISC series. Uh, Jay, what do you imagine we need to do as, uh, as residents, as, uh, as broadcasters, as folks that are, are trying to bring light to this, what do you imagine we have to do to to get the amount of attention that the deaths of these 10 to 16 or more? I mean, you know, I, I personally think more and they're they're hiding them better now. Uh, what do we have to do 
to bring this kind of attention to these these uh, young women for the most part, but also a three year old toddler and a, uh, a you know a man, and we assume is a, a sex worker as well. Uh, what do we have to do as broadcasters to get attention brought uh, on to, uh, to Lisk and to the Long Island serial killers? Frank, we got to keep talking about it. We must keep the thoughts and prayers of the family members who need closure in this. Uh, not only that, but we need to find out, the country needs to find out, okay? The Long Island serial killers uh is a national story you know it's it's just one of those stories of of crime proportions that are on everybody's mind uh books have been written about it movies have been filmed about it we need closure the only way we can do you tom shalero myself is to keep the communication lines open to keep putting pressure on the authorities as far as at the very heart of the investigation mainly you know you have a district attorney right now okay pressure has to be put on we must keep discussing it a police department the federal bureau of investigation when they were involved all agencies that might have been involved we have to keep discussing this the day we don't is when we have the gap again when we have the gap people forget about it and we move on to other things but you see we won't do that because we're trained in the fact that this is an important story for all. It's not just a, not just about the deceased, but it's about the living. It's about the family members who live every day wondering when. When are we going to get more information? Do we have the Suffolk County Police Department hold up a piece of evidence once every four months? Do we have you know, attorneys come to the microphone as well and play a cat and mouse? When are we going to get something definitive? And that's why we're paid to do what we do. We discuss. We must keep the communication lines open. That's what we can do and put pressure. Put pressure on people that need to have pressure put upon them so that they can come through with something here. It's been way too long, Frank. There has to be some, there have to be some answers, some clues, more clues, more pieces of evidence. I believe there are. And I just think we got to keep putting pressure on them. Jay Oliver, host of L.I. in the A.M., I'm Frank McKay here with Jay. Thank you very much for being here, Jay. And, and let's continue our, our work with LISC. Frank, it's been an absolute pleasure. I look forward to the next time, my friend. The face of the franchise for LI News Radio, Jay Oliver. Listen to him every morning. LI in the AM, Jay Oliver. Frank McKay signing off. We'll see you all next time on Breaking It Down and next week on our LISC series. 